Hello and welcome back to another episode of Football Chants and Rants with the Plants with me, Lauren. Me, Graham. We are dad and daughter talking all things football, the weekly podcast. And uh, yeah, quite a lot to get talking about this week. Obviously, end of January transfers. We've got the FA Cup fourth round and uh, starting getting to the nitty gritty part of the seasons now from all the leagues across English football. And for the warm-up conversation, kind of just repeating or touching on what we did last week. Um, but like I said, now it's the end of January into February. And um, yeah, end of the transfer window. It's all completely finished. And uh, Dan, I wanted to get your final thoughts on some of the the last minute transfers that happened, and me, I mean mainly, I'm looking at the Premier League. So notably, Aubameyang has left Arsenal, I think on loan, and he's gone to Barcelona. Thoughts on that? Uh, I'm not sure he'll get a game at Barcelona, uh, and I think I don't think he got on with Arteta, so he's glad to see the back of him, I imagine. Yeah, but I think the fans are maybe slightly concerned that ultimately he did get them a lot of goals. So we shall see. Uh, talking of Arsenal, Callum Chambers has gone on loan to Villa. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he's not a he'd be a steady player, but uh, I'm not sure he's, if he'd pick your best Arsenal team, he'd get in the team. So I guess they're right to let him get off and get some matches. Uh, I'll be mentioning a little bit more about this later, but obviously Christian Eriksen coming back and he's going to be with Brentford. Yeah, that's brilliant. Really good. And then Delhi Alley, that was the big one, really. Everton, £40 million. So Lampard's gone big there. Is that what they paid for? 40, 40 million? million, yeah. Oh, blimey. Yeah, 40 million. Uh, well, there'll have to be a transformation in his form to uh, to pay for that, uh, to warrant that, that's yeah. for sure. And uh, lastly, a player I don't really know much about, but with Manchester City, you always kind of look at their scouts and they've done a brilliant job of the past and they've gone for £14 million for Julian Alvarez, who's a 22-year-old from Argentina and he's currently playing at River Plate. And so he's remaining on loan there until the end of the summer. But they've already signed him, but he's staying there for a little while. But he's had 96 appearances, 36 goals and 25 assists. So 61 like influences mm. in his 96 matches. So he sounds pretty good. Yeah, we shall see. It'll be interesting. And uh, into uh, just notice the teams that haven't spent anything or done anything, brought money in or sorry, spent money. Uh, Man U haven't done anything in the transfer window. I think when they've when they spent that much on Sanchez, do you think uh, tight purse brings for Man U? Um, well, I think, I don't know if Ragnick's there for much longer, so whether he's letting somebody else build a team, I mean, it's just, uh, it's hard to tell with United these days, they seem to be all over the place. A lot of big spending from the lower league clubs, yeah, obviously Newcastle now pumping a lot of money, Burnley spent a bit of money, uh, Norwich haven't spent money on anyone or bought anyone in, do you reckon that's concerning for Norwich fans, or um, not too bothered? I think they've got what they've got, haven't they, they seem to have quite a tight squad, they play, uh, play the way they are, and I think they just let them get on with it. So overall, yeah, some interesting uh, transfers and we'll see how they get on for the rest of the season. And what's your kickoff about this week, Dad? Oh, yeah, it's about the handball rule and just not got a clue what's going on, really. I, I didn't actually see the match, but United versus Middlesbrough uh, on Friday night. Middlesbrough uh, managed to get a draw in normal time and in injury time with a um, a goal, a second half goal that... Um, was controversial. United thought it should have been a um, free kick for handball. Um, there was an obvious handball that then led to a goal, not by the person that handballed it. And then in the, the inquest, it's uh, apparent that the new rules are, if that was a defender, it would have been given as a penalty. Right. Uh, because it's a forward and he didn't score, but the next person who got hold of it did. 
Yeah, they uh, just louder. They just no, they kept they let it's a goal. Oh, sorry. Okay. So an obvious handball that led to a goal, but because it wasn't the goal scorer that did the obvious handball. They changed that this season. I think it would it would have been disallowed last season, but yeah. now yeah, they yeah. But if it, it was in the other box, it would have been um, yeah, which is ridiculous. Given us a penalty, so yeah, that's true. I mean, many weird going ons and yeah so is my kickoff could have mentioned it last week uh, but it was very hot press obviously the going on uh, that's happening at Manchester United with Greenwood it's really just very very concerning and um, yeah terrible to be talking about things like that attached to football so um, we'll see what happens to that in the future but yeah n- not nice at all to be hearing about that from mm. football. I think United have stayed quiet-ish but they've also Said to the fans, if anybody wants to go in and swap the Greenwood shirt, they'll give me. Really, have yeah, they? Yeah. Brilliant. Fair I, enough. I know a lot of the players of. So that's fair the, enough. Yeah, no, that's that's really good going from Manu. Uh, well, half-time turnover. I struggled a little bit this week because I was covering. Oh, I'm looking at League One and the FA Cup fourth round, and there wasn't too many like half-time turnovers. But the main one that I've picked out is at St Mary Southampton versus Coventry. And uh, obviously Southampton Premier League, Coventry in the Championship, but faring pretty well in the Championship. And um, well, at half time, it was 1 0 to Coventry, top goal scorer Gyorkeres. Is that how you pronounce it? I've never heard of him. Well, he's their top goal scorer so far. I think he's maybe got 10 goals in the season. He put them ahead after 22 minutes. They went into half time 1 0 up at St. Mary's. And to be fair to Ralph Hassenhall, too, he, um, he made some brilliant substitutions. Half time, he brought on Walker Peters and Stuart Armstrong who both scored their goals to make it 2-1. I know it went into added time, uh, so it was a late goal from Stuart Armstrong, but um, you've got to look at the management and say it's fair play to him. I know they're probably they're obviously favourites going into the match, but uh, really good half-time substitutions and really influenced the game. Very good. I had the I was League, uh, league 2, Crawley versus Stevenage, and uh, Crawley were very dominant, 2-0 up after 46 minutes. Uh, Tom Nichols got both the goals. But a couple of substitutions, Stevenage brought on Reid, uh, who managed to get a goal in the 80th minute, take it back to 2-1. And then Skipper Cuthbert in the 92nd minute made it 2-2. So not spectacular, but uh, Stevenage have struggled this season. So 2-0 uh, down at Crowley, you think, here we go, they're going to get uh, hammered. But they came back to, t- to get a 2-2 draw. So well done to Paul Tisdale, the manager, for giving them a bit of a kick up the backside at half-time. second half of the podcast and now something positive within football and I kind of mentioned it earlier and yeah I was just thinking how great it is to see Christian Eriksen not just back in the Premier League but back on a football pitch and he's going to be at Brentford till the end of the season um, obviously I had that terrible cardiac arrest in the World Cup in Denmark and we haven't seen him since but he's been fitted with a defibrillator um, and interestingly obviously he was with Inter Milan and actually the Italian regulations in Serie A say that he wouldn't be allowed to play for them with a defibrillator um so as a result obviously Brentford approached him I think in December and had a chat with him and obviously done a lot of tests and he seems really in good shape and I know that his he was um interviewing on Denmark TV and he was saying that he would uh yeah love to be back and potentially playing for Denmark so Brentford as a result they've experienced unprecedented demand for shirts apparently within 24 hours of his announcement they kicked orders from 21 different countries I think it reached 30 different countries this is the biggest name that Brentford have ever signed really oh it's got to be yeah no it's brilliant yeah, fantastic. So obviously he didn't play over the weekend, but um, really exciting to to see him. And I think he'll he'll really influence the the team. And you'd expect him to go straight into the team. So yeah, really exciting to see him back and fit. 
I'm sure Ivan Torn is pretty pleased. Oh yeah, that's true. Him whipping in the ball, he'll be uh, lots to feed off for sure. Uh, I've just got. I mean, it's a fairly simple one. I've not really watched. Well, I haven't watched any of the African Nations Cup, but I guess if you're a Liverpool fan, you'd be switching on uh, tonight yeah. and watching Senegal versus Egypt. The two big Liverpool strikers, Mane, Senegal, uh, Salah, Egypt. So, mm-hmm. battle of the strikers. I'm sure it'll be a good match, and it's. Uh, I think the other good thing. Klopp's not done any morning. He just lets them get over there, get on with it. Keeps winning True. matches in their absence. So, uh, yeah, I think that's uh, yeah, very the, good. Yeah, very, very good. interesting. Well, my chant this week, this is for a club that I don't think I've yet to come up with a chant. Or maybe I have, actually. I think I did Chris Wood back when he played for them. Obviously, now it's gone to Newcastle. But this is for Burnley. And uh, it's a Bill Withers song from 1972, which is Lean On Me. But I'm going to be making this to Burnley's Capitano, Ben Me. So it'll be Ben Me. He is so strong. He is our friend. He captains us along for... It won't be long till we see him, uh, hang on, till we see our own Ben Me make history. Never. I mean, oh. that, that's, it's, it's too much, for, especially for Burnley fans to remember. <laughs> I mean, that is a proper uh, soliloquy. So. Oh, no. Marks? Uh, two-ish. All right, thank that's you generous much. as thank well. You, that, thank you, thank you very much. Final whistle. Um, so, I, like I said, I'm doing the FA Cup fourth round, League One as well. And there was a Premier League match. I'll really quickly say the Premier League and then I'll do the FA Cup first, Dad. Uh, so, for the Premier League, Burnley versus Watford. Just two points to them in the table and that stayed the same. Nil-nil. Boring match by sounds of it. Obviously, Roy Hodgson's first game in charge versus Watford. Uh, and Burnley and Watford, both of them, haven't won in their last nine games. So not particularly entertaining football and uh, points that aren't really going to decide their seasons, you wouldn't have thought. Um, and then, yeah, looking at the FA Cup fourth round, no real shocks on Saturday. Uh, but at points throughout the day, that actually didn't look like it would be the case. Uh, but like you said, on Friday night, obviously Man U lost to Middlesbrough on penalties. Uh, 1-1, so that was the main upset that Man U getting kicked out. Um, but on Saturday, Chelsea had to go to extra time to beat Plymouth Argyle, who took the lead in the eighth minute. And um, yeah, they probably went into extra time for their two goals. 106th minute winner from Alonso. Uh, but Plymouth actually missed a penalty in the 118th minute. Did you watch that match? I didn't no, I didn't touch them. No, I watched, watched a little bit of West Ham. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, talking of West Ham, they also had to go into extra time to beat Kidderminster Harriers. They were the lowest team so far in that competition, weren't they? Yeah, the last ones yeah, left. That's yeah, that's what I should say. Uh, they went 1-0 up after the 19th minute. You can imagine that would have been amazing. The stadium goes from Rice in the 91st minute and Bowen in the 121st minute meant that West Ham went through. But uh, Kidderminster Harriers, fair play to them. They've done brilliant in the competition. Also, Southampton had to come from behind to beat Coventry City 2-1, like I said, my half-time turnover. Palace, comfortable win versus Hartlepool 2-0. Man City, another comfortable win versus Fulham 4-1. Main one to talk about, well, the interesting one was Frank Lampard obviously making his debut game as manager at Everton and the perfect start, really. 4-1 result versus Brentford. He maybe could uh, could have done with Christian Eriksen on the pitch. Goals from Mina, Richarlison, Holgate and Townsend. And then on Sunday, a couple of real shocks and brilliant FA Cup results. This is what we want to see, really. Some giant killing. And Boreham Wood did that really against Bournemouth. Obviously, Bournemouth are in the championship, 
Boreham Wood are in the National League, where at the moment in the National League, they are sitting in fifth and they're undefeated in their last five matches. So a fantastic result from Boreham Wood. They won 1-0, so they just about managed to hang on in there. It was just a 38th minute goal from Ricketts that got them the win and... um, yeah, they'll be absolutely delighted with that one. And then also on Sunday, you had a, a real shock with Nottingham Forest beating Leicester 4-1. Well, I say it's a real shock, but actually, um, as you follow the championship, Nottingham Forest have been doing really well in the championship. They're eighth and just two points off the playoff places. So um, they put in a brilliant first half that really just won the match for them. 3-1 at half time, and then it's 4-1 final time. Uh, Leicester will be really devastated stated but um some wonderful goals in Nottingham Forest Zinconejo Johnson Worrell Spence uh, and obviously FA Cup holders Leicester City with that shock defeat so looking at the draw for the next round a couple of interesting ones Luton Town at home to Chelsea that's brilliant for Luton Town Everton versus Boreham Wood so Premier League Everton versus National League Boreham Wood that's got to be the one to watch on the 2nd of March and then on Sunday, like you're talking about, obviously no Salah and Mane for Liverpool, but that didn't stop them reach the fifth round for only the second time in seven seasons, which I thought was quite interesting in the FA Cup. 3-1 versus Cardiff City. Good to see Harvey Elliott back on the pitch, and he scored, obviously, ex-Rovers, and they had that terrible, was it a broken ankle or a terrible injury right at the beginning of the season. So he's done really well to get back so quickly and uh, yeah back on the score sheet very good that's uh, very very good to hear only three championship matches lots of teams still in the FA Cup Blackpool Bristol City Bristol City had 61% possession but um, they've not won in nine away games and uh, down to 17th because they lost 3-1 so third successive home win for Blackpool up to 13th doing alright actually Blackpool I thought they might struggle but uh, fair play they're doing very well Uh, local rivals Preston uh, we're at Hull. Hull's a bit of a strange situation, of course. Mm. I mentioned the other week they had the uh, Turkish Simon Cowell as the new owner. Everybody getting very excited. Won the first two matches. And then they sacked the manager, Grant McCann. Uh, and they've put somebody in place. Shota Avaladze. Uh, used to play for Ajax uh, in Holland and Rangers. Uh, managed in Israel, Turkey. So he's got the job now. And they lost 1-0 at home to Preston. <laughs> So uh, Preston's goal was Archer, uh, on loan from Aston Villa, 51st minute. And only four points off the playoffs. A funny team, Preston. So uh, spent last season in the playoffs and then dropped out. This season they seem to be doing it the other way around. So they're on their way up. Swansea Blackburn I watched, of course. Very disappointing. Swansea, I just don't rate at all. They hung on though, didn't they? Yeah, they I mean, they started the season, watched the first match of the season at uh, Blackburn and... Um, They've got this, uh, they're obsessed with playing out from the back to the point where they keep making mistakes. I mean, I just think it's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and Blackburn just didn't have enough energy and uh, wherewithal to make take advantage of it. 16th minute goal from Oberfermi was rotten in terms of marking. Nobody within, it was just awful marking. Manning got sent off 30 minutes to go for Swansea, but uh, Blackburn just kept knocking the ball into the box. Nothing really happening, so... Uh, very disappointing. One of the second defeat in 14 matches, but uh, they need to get back, get back on the winning trail. Swansea up to 16th, but I still wouldn't fancy them to stay up. I don't know. They just I just think Russell Martin's tactics are strange, but he uh, he'll, he'll never change them. I don't think so. Not much effect on the table, of course. Only a couple of matches there, so uh, more or less the same table as we were. 
League One, Rotherham stay top with their fourth consecutive league win, 1-0 versus Accrington Stanley. So they now move six points clear of Wigan, but they are three games behind Wigan. Aki Stanley's Harry Pell did miss an 89th-minute penalty. A third win in a row for MK Dons, who go to third after a 2-1 win versus Lincoln City. They were 1-0 down after eight minutes, uh, but that leaves Lincoln just two points above the drop zone. Plenty of goals at Charlton Athletic and the Kazam Stadium. Charlton 3-2 winners versus AFC Wimbledon. Undefeated in four games. Uh, three out of four wins for Charlton, who are 11th. Uh, Wimbledon not 1-6 now, and obviously one point above the relegation. And then, like I said, Kazam Stadium, lots of goals there. Oxford United versus Portsmouth, 3-2 to Oxford. They've been playing really well at the moment. Quite the dramatic match by the sounds of it. Joe Morrill for Portsmouth got a straight red in the 16th minute for a high tackle. And then there was a 20-minute delay uh, to the second half due to a medical emergency. Um, then the 51st minute, Portsmouth took the lead 2-1. And then 86th and 96th minute goals uh, and a winner from Nathan Holland sealed all three points for Oxford. So it's three wins in four for Oxford or in fifth. Uh, three losses in a row for Portsmouth, struggling a bit. And um, they're now 14 points off the players, which for a big team like Portsmouth uh, really isn't good enough. And then finally... A real upset, a great win for rock bottom Doncaster Rovers at the Stadium of Light. Sunderland are struggling at the moment. Doncaster Rovers 2-0 up at half-time and that was enough really. Sunderland did manage to get a goal back through Evans in the 89th minute, but too little too late really. Doncaster still bottom, but they're not equal with Gillingham and Crew Alexandra. Sunderland are managerless um, and they've now got back-to-back losses. We're actually saying off the podcast, I was asking you whether you think Roy Keane's going to get the job. A lot of chit-chat about that one. What do you reckon? Uh, yeah, I think it, I think it was a bit weird that it, they were third in the league. I think they had a six-nil defeat at Bolton, which was a bit embarrassing. But yeah. uh, then they sacked the manager. Then they lose at home to the bottom team. So it's I think it's a bit weird. I mean, if you remember Blackburn losing seven 0 at home to uh, Fulham, Fulham, then they yeah. went on a brilliant run, kept the manager and True. got going. So I just think, yeah, Roy Key might get it. I mean, he's a bit uh, spicy, so yeah, he might yeah. get it all uh, get it all going at uh, Sunderland. Well, uh, at um, the stadium, like there were forty thousand fans, and apparently they um, put a, gave a real good reception because Jermaine Defoe came back. Um, oh, brilliant! So uh, that was all going to be my rave, actually. So yeah, mm. fair play to him. Obviously, quite a lot going on at the moment in Sunderland, but forty thousand fans, you can't that's complain. It's amazing, isn't it? I think one of the things that uh, was you mentioned last week, the crowd trouble and people chucking stuff on the pitch, apparently yep. that Rotherham match at Aki Stanley, uh, the lad that missed the penalty. Did someone run on? Yeah, fans run on the pitch, pushed him and kicked the ball. Jeez. Uh, of course, when he took it, he missed it. So, uh, Jeez. very, very... Well, uh, they've had to out, come out again and say apologies for their... It's just, you know, terrible. Anyway, on to uh, League Two. So, League Two, uh, more or less a full programme. Forest Green, well, they're just walking away with it, really. Newport, one of the top teams, four wins in a row, uh, went to Forest Green. But Matt Stevens, Matty Stevens, top scorer, got another couple, uh, 19 for the season. Uh, they had 10 shots on target and the 10 points clear with the game in hand. Uh, I mean, they're just walking away with it now. 3,800 Bristol teams both away, not far from Bristol. I think um be nice to see Forest Green getting some bigger crowds. Nice little ground, actually. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they are literally just walking away with it. West Coast, uh, West Country Derby rather, Swindon Exeter, uh, over 10,000, 1,200 extra fans made the journey. Uh, nil nil half time, KG affair. Tomlinson uh, got the opener for Swindon, 54th minute. Then two lo- late goals from Brown and Dieng gave a 2 1 win for uh, Exeter, who step into the playoff places. So, as usual, they're there or thereabouts, Exeter. So let's hope, fingers crossed, that they uh, get the chance to uh, get in the playoffs this year. 
And then a really interesting one, bottom of the table clash, Scunthorpe versus Oldham. Uh, them two teams seem to have been the bottom two forever, really, in that division. Oldham, 5,000 fans. Oldham took 1,500. Uh, and there's a, a, a level of buoyancy because they've just reappointed John Sheridan. I think it's the, f- is it the sixth time he's been their manager. Uh, and uh, he's a bit of a saviour. He came in, they were whatever, eight, nine points adrift. But they said, oh, that's not as bad. It's been worse than that when he's come back. <laughs> so he saved him a few times. So, yeah, they won 1-0. 83rd minute from substitute Luamba. Came on and five minutes later, scored a goal. So uh, an absolutely brilliant win for Oldham. But Scunthorpe, uh, that's not what they wanted, obviously. So be interesting, Oldham. I was trying to work out if they've ever not been in the league the main four divisions and I couldn't actually work it out so I've got a feeling that um, if they do go out of the, the first four divisions then that's the first time ever mm. well they've got problems with the owners and all sorts of stuff going on and protesting every week all that sort of stuff but uh, John Sheridan's the hero who's going to come back and save him again so <laughs> very interesting National League again quite a full programme couple of matches were uh, rained off Chesterfield uh, still looking to get up 6,000 fans on uh, 2-1 Two penalties, actually, for Shimanga uh, against Dagenham at home. So definitely needed that because uh, Stockport won one. They're actually Stockport, a bit weird, because uh, Stockport were playing, uh, top of the league playing Dover, who've uh, barely got a point this season. Well, they got minus points, haven't they? Uh, but Stockport beaten one nil, so only just. And then Kingsland, very important. Bottom of the table clash, Kingsland versus Weymouth. Kings, only 847 fans there. Kingsland were below Weymouth and uh, give them a 3-0 hiding. So, uh, very good win for Kingsland. And then finally, Wrexham. Again, Wrexham, who were uh, desperately seeking promotion, got beat 1-0 at Torquay with an eighth-minute goal from Azer Hall. Stockport still top after that 1-0 win over Dover. Chesterfield and Halifax just behind them. Then down the bottom, of course, Dover stranded. Kingsland, only three points behind uh, Weymouth now. So, uh, yeah, it gives them a bit of a chance. Barnet of the week. Well, I've got a controversial Barnet because actually it's causing a lot of arguing on social media. People aren't happy that they've gone from a great Barnet to trim Barnet, but I don't mind it. It's Jack Grealish. He had very long locks with his Alice band previously, but now he's uh, got a real short back and sides. Um, I don't mind it, but he had a photo taken from the barber's chair, but it shows how influential football Barnets are this week. So, uh, yeah, I'm sticking with Jack Grealish. I don't mind him trimming all the hair off. Very good. Well done, Jack. And Barnet of the Week, I've got uh, Matty Stevens, who can't stop goalers, scoring goals for Forest Green, who can't stop winning, uh, who look like they're going to go up to the uh, third tier for the first time in their history. So good luck to him. He's got a bit of a quiffy bouffanty thing going nice. on. Uh, so yeah, Matty Stevens recognised for Forest Green Rovers and for Barnet of the Week. <laughs> Right, that's it for Football Chants and Rants with the Plants. As always, you can go back and listen to any of our previous episodes. Just search for us on your nearest search engine. We're also on social media on Twitter where you can have a look and give us a like and give us a follow. But that is it for this week. We will be back with some more next week and we shall see you then.